1: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Hello, welcome to it a
2: Wednesday night edition of Sports Day. Scotty Sattler. Hello. Hello. How are you? Did you say alo I said alo. Yep. You just telling me about your yellow curry last night. Mm, Mrs. So, made, wh- the miso made a very nice curry last Where night. Where does yellow sit
3: amongst the, from hot, too mild. Well, it's
2: like a. I believe it's like one of those traffic lights. So okay. You've got red at the top, mm-hmm. and then you got yellow and green. But yeah, it's in between green and red curry. But why is a red curry mild, and a green curry hot. is hot in Thailand? Did, I did someone I didn't, just? Did I, I, someone I just, even know that? Did someone stuff up the, the the color chart and just said we just got to run
3: with it now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <just> <laughs> that's run right. With it. If we all speak from the same hymn sheet.
2: Everything will be sweet, everything will oh, be kosher. They had it upside down, yeah, and they've gone, Oh, oh okay, I'll get it. <laughs> Listen, we're running with it. Uh, welcome to the show. Wednesday night, of course, it's normally the quietest nights uh, in the NRL, so not a lot going on. But I tell you what, interview wise, you and the rat have been busy. You've done some uh behind the scenes interviews uh early in the week. We've got Joel Parkinson, of course, Bells,
3: yeah, the most coveted. And I only learnt this from watching Make or Break, which is a tremendous documentary on Apple TV. It's a behind-the-scenes, like a drive to survive. Is it? It's amazing. Is it brand new? Yep. It is an, it is an, it's two two seasons now. It follows the World Surfing Tour. And um, it's an amazing documentary. And I didn't realise until I watched it that Bells, Bells Beach is the most coveted – it's the Holy Grail
2: of surfing. Which town is it located in? Bells is in Torquay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people go, oh, it's in Bells. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So, last nice um, part of the Victoria.
3: So, Joe Parkinson, there. former world champion, he's yep. won Bells on two occasions.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Former Wallaby and current rugby union plays association CEO, Justin Harrison. Hey, Justin. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> He'll be on the show. Uh, so, his name,
3: his nickname is Googie. Googie. And one of our listeners seems to think that, that Cam Green called you Justin. Right, because he thought he was talking to Googie, not Woogie. Right, Justin Harrison is Googie because of his
2: head. It's a Googie egg.
3: No, um, Matty Rogers asked him. Right. Well, I asked him yeah. why the nickname Goog. So, and he tells us why.
2: All oh, right, okay, we'll, we'll yep. get into that as well. Like it or Lump It is a new segment. Are you uh, well? yeah, you got push the. You got to push the push the audio. You got to push the what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we have. Oh, no, it's
3: good. Yes, that's it. Yes! That's
2: the worst. Yes.
3: <laughs> Ugh, yeah. That's it. Like it or lump it.
2: Now is it like it or loathe it? No, it was first loathe it. Yeah. The listeners thought no, nah, loathing is a little bit too heavy. Let's say lump it. So we okay. changed it. Expansion, again raised at the Australian it Rugby League not, Commission not meeting. Not again. An <laughs> 18th team could join the NRL before the next broadcast rights. Could be worth an extra $375 million in TV rights negotiations. Is this the best thing for the competition, Sats?
3: You can look at it a number of ways. From a it's about it's about the shotgun effect. Let's get as many people involved in the game. What? Yeah. It's let's just try and spread the gospel. And But have we got the players? Well, the other side of the argument is with after five rounds, there's so many injuries and everyone's starting to dip into their their reserves now, some of the clubs, is there going to be enough for another? Because they're going to have to they have to grow the first grade squads from thirty to thirty five, and Absolutely, then development yeah. players on top yeah, of that. So yeah. maybe a squad of forty. Yep. Are the players around? Yeah, their players are around. Are they the highest of quality? No, probably not. But is but putting but a, putting an eighteenth team is is more about spreading the word as opposed to having a an equal. And even competition. Well,
2: if you want to spread the word, should I bring up the the, the dirty word, relocation? Like, for, so many Queenslanders do complain, and I think unfairly, mm-hmm. that there's too many teams in Sydney. Should a team from Sydney move to a new location, like a Perth, well, for example?
3: Yeah, everyone. See, this is the thing. Everyone seems to think the major cities are the places you've got to go. I think we've taken the country for granted for way too long. Mm-hmm. The game in our regional areas. I'm not saying it's kind of str- it's struggling, but yeah, numbers and uh, volunteers have decreased, and yeah, COVID has affected that. But I still think we take the regional areas for granted.
2: So where would you go regionally?
3: I'd go Toowoomba, Tebar? I'd go to. It's the biggest regional city in Queensland. It's um, it's got its own uh, domestic airport
2: yep. as well.
3: And I've our, got an investment property there, yeah. so that, that pushes that value up. So in that darling Downs, I'm all for it, sign that, it now. In that Darling Downs region, yep. and then you throw Ipswich, which is down the bottom of the range yep. involved,
2: you, oh, you've no. got a you've got
3: a Gold Coast population.
2: Oh, I know what's happening. Yeah, having another crack. But instead of being in Ipswich this time, you're moving your bid to Tumba up the range. Now I'm not saying that we will, but I think someone should. And there's a lot of money up there, mate. And, there's a ton of money. And Toowoomba
3: um, also is back in the Host Place Queensland Cup.
2: Yep, they as are. As well. This year. Yep. yep.
3: So I think Toowoomba, everyone keeps talking about Perth. Um, I'm a big fan of the Pacific Islands. Yep. Pe- Papua New Guinea, no one would No one would sign and live in Papua New Guinea, and nor should they because at the moment it's, it's just too dangerous. It's unsettled, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I would – I think Perth would be the the city that would get it. I think logistically, I know the AFL do it really well. I think logistically it might be a little bit tough. I like Rocky. I like Rockhampton. Yeah, Rocky's population hasn't hasn't changed
2: in decades. But there's a lot of areas around there. Yeah. Um, you need a good steak restaurant and a good nightclub. We got the Criterion. Okay, well then you're done. Players will love it. Yep. It'll be lo- the new Townsville. Yeah. Exactly. So,
3: So, But I'm all for that. I'm all for places like Rockhampton and Toowoomba uh, getting the 18th license because it starts to provide um, a lot more interest and intrigue into our regional areas. Mm. Oh, yeah. And we we take it for granted. I'm with you, mate. We're happy to drag kids out of the regional areas and bring them to our clubs in the major cities. But, you know, New South Wales, Dubbo. All yep. those surrounding areas around I like, there.
2: I like Central Coast again. I like Gosford. Nah. Beautiful stadium, great yeah, facilities. Yeah, it's beautiful
3: and big population as well.
2: Hey, the crowd at Mudgee on the weekend was big, wasn't it? Yeah, ten ten thousand. It was packed. Yeah, absolutely packed. Yeah. What do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Plenty to talk about. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia.
1: The award winning 7 seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is sports day. Joel goes, use the priority, there it is. is, ok there's one behind it, can Mick get out from underneath the white water, no, 5, he, he's four, gone. There 3, it is. 2, 1, and Parker no, pulls in your barrel, ah, oh. <laughs> there you go, Woo. punctuation mark from Parker, <laughs> wow. He's going to go to town. You're meant to be tired, mate. it out. <laughs> you've won it already. Oh, look at this.
3: Yes. Oh. Parker. Oh, he's one of the cooler kids. He's also one of the cool kids as well. Yeah. That was 2008, 11, I think it was. Mm. Bells Beach up against his good mate Mick Fanning. Another cooler kid.
4: Yep. Joel Parkinson. Good mate and uh, out of the water, but... Uh, Mortal enemies, enemies in the, in the water. It. Yeah, in yeah. it. Yeah, great mate. Sure.
3: And he's taken time out yep. to uh, join us on Sports Day to talk about Bells Beach, which is about to kick off anytime soon. How are you, Parko? Parker?
0: Good, good, guys. How are you? Must yeah.
3: be always good memories, hearing all that old
0: footage. Yeah, especially that one, beating Nick. That was a really nice, special one. <laughs> yeah.
3: Is there much, I've always wanted to ask you guys on tour, is there much chatter out, out the back between uh, opponents and competitors?
0: Um, some guys all want to talk a lot. Some guys were like, well, Nick was always ice man. He would never say a word. I'd always try and go, how was your last wave? And he'd just grunt and just, <laughs> I'd always try and talk to him. Yeah. Right. Just, a kid always—I uh, was a bit of a talker, not not a lot, but especially I knew he didn't talk, so I'd always just try and talk to him, just, and I guess annoy him a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, nice. Mate, yeah, bells—not in the nicest way, I suppose. <laughs> yeah.
4: Mate, bells is such an iconic event. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's so much surfing history there. What does it mean for a surfer to ring that bell? I mean, you've done it three times, and the saying is you gotta you gotta win it to ring it. Uh, you've done it. What does it feel like to? Put uh, that on the mantelpiece?
0: Oh, you know, for us in surfing, it's the the longest running surfing event in history. Uh, it's the 60th one this year, so it just holds so much prestige. To you know, the guys that came before us, the pioneers of our sport, um, the names on the trophy from the early days to to now are it, through the generations has just been absolute. You know heroes of mine and, and you know everyone in sport that's in our sport has been a great has actually been able to win and I just think the legacy of, of Bells is like, it's kind of like our I guess our yeah, surfing holy grail trophy mm.
4: um,
0: and that's that's the way I've always saw it and, and most pro- professional surfers probably do
4: yeah nice one now mate it's a it's a it's a unique wave Bells it sort of it seems like um, you, you those long drawn out lines that you used to surf with really suited your style um, is is it is it, a, is it a particular way that you need to surf it that way to, to score well to win? Do, do, do you need to surf it a particular way or can you go in there with you know whatever style that sort of suits you or do you need to suit the wave?
0: Yeah, I guess, I mean the modern way of surfing is pretty amazing mate. God knows guys can do pretty much anything on that wave now but in saying that, like I always used to for me personally, I always just see you know, you see guys on the, the beach breaks and have their fancy stuff going but Bells would be always, you know, a good Bells day. We'd always iron out everyone's weak points. Um, you'd really have to, like, you'd have to have the same tempo as the wave. You'd really have to hold or you you engage your fins for a lot longer than normally. And I just used to, you know, uh, I guess show guys like Oki, where well, their performances at Bells are the greatest ever because he was, you know, it showed how good a surfer he really was. Yeah,
3: it's been pretty brutal, hasn't it, parko The the tour, the new format where there's a mid season cut and then you get down to your final five, like every other sport, I suppose, where you've got a top eight or a top five to fight out the world title. Are the surfers used to the new format or is there still some teething problems?
0: Yeah, I think there is. You know, the final five, you know the format's I don't I don't mind that format. You have this mid season cut where they start with thirty two guys and then they just cut it in half after a few events or, I'm not a fan of that. I mm. think, you know, if you have a new rookie come on and you need to find their feet, you can't give them four events, you've got to give them ten to mm. get through a year. Um, four four or five events is just, you know, kinda of like you you feel like you've just put your feet in the water and you're out again and if you you know, if you're finding your feet. Uh, the guys that have had experience will probably go alright, but the guys, are, you know, some guys get to bells for the very first time and they're they're in the event, and yeah. That can be tough.
4: Well, back on the uh, old brickies trail, if they they get kicked out after five events, it's a bit it's a bit sad, isn't it? Like it's tough going for them. But um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> mate. Um, who do you like for bells this year? I mean, who's, who's who are the informed surfers and who who, who are the ones that uh, are the Smokies?
0: Ah, uh, Smokies. I mean. I actually, about two hours ago, I was on the phone to Aki, and um, I I got a. Uh, he said that he had a surf this morning, and Ethan Newing was in the water. Yep. And he goes, Joel, if you, I'm, if you're gonna have a bet, which now that I'm not with a competitor, <laughs> I can. He goes, put it on Ethan. I went, all right, Oc, thanks for the tip. Uh, <laughs> he said he was so amazing in the water. He said he's he's. His timing, his positioning, uh, his body movement was just amazing. So, uh, and that's coming from one of the greats at Bell. So, I'd have to say Ethan would be probably a favourite. Um, and Philippe Toledo, again, mm. I think he's incredible out there. And i always got to say Gabriel Medina because I think he's one of the greatest ever stand on the board.
3: Yeah, mm. Ethan Ewing, you're seeing what ranked 10th at the moment on the world rankings. Jack Robinson, the Australian, Molly Picklam for the women's as well. But Stephanie Gilmore and Sally Fitzgibbon,
4: Parker, they need to get a hurry up. They're under the pump.
0: Yeah, I know. I know Steph works well under pressure, but, uh, you know, I think this event, I really hope she, she pulls it out because the pressure will build at the next event and it's just a hard leaving it down to a one-hope chance um, coming into to the last one in Margaret River. But, you know, she is an eight-time world champion for a reason. And you know, she, next thing you know, she could go back-to-back back and silence everybody real quick. Mm. Now,
3: I don't know whether you would have caught up with it. I, I think you would have, Parco. The Apple, t- Apple TV, the doco make-or-break, which I thought was amazing, like F1, it's like the, uh, like the full-swing golfing one, an amazing documentary that followed the tour. Talking to the, the competitors, have you talked to them about the doco? Were they, were they pretty open to having the cameras go inside their life on tour?
0: I think, yeah, I think so. Most of everyone. I think everybody that watched, you know, the first F1 drive to survive, um, you know, I think that changed that sport uh, with the following it has now, uh, even more so. And I think everyone was willing and open to open up their their door and let them in. And um, on the make or break, season one was good. I thought two was even better. I can't wait like to see them go on.
4: Yeah, it is a great series. I know Tom Whittaker loved it. He got his head on the TV oh, screen that often. The coach, I mean, yeah. he's a coach. He's like, oh, Tom get back in the water. Luckily, they didn't beep out
0: Tommy swearing. Oh word. <laughs> <mate.
4: laughs> Classic, mate. Yeah, well, mate, we're, we're excited for for bells, mate. I'm sure you are too, I, uh, mate. I hear you're heading to a musical tonight with your daughters. It's going to be a lot of fun, mate.
0: Yeah, thanks, mate. i uh I'm glad I'm not surfing a heater bells tomorrow.
4: <laughs> hey, uh, just before we let you go, Parker, how's How's
3: Snapper going? Is it plenty out there at the moment? Your, uh, well, he your gets, break? He
0: gets whatever he wants. He yeah. just drops it on everyone. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> no, wait. I actually barely deserve it. I'm out of a, I, wish I, was, I wish I was there. It's, uh, yeah. Actually, it looks really good today, but I didn't even get in the water. So yeah. tomorrow, hopefully, I'll sneak one in. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. good
3: stuff. Good stuff. Good on
0: you, Parker.
1: Thanks for joining us on Sports Day.
0: Thanks. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, welcome back to a tie
2: for a sports update. Drive your way to win with Bloodstone. Um, Only five players from the Warriors squad trained today, Sats, with 12 players given a rest after 30 hours of flying in the first five rounds has taken a toll. What? So six hours a week has taken its toll? What's happening? What? How... How... I don't get it. It's our generation now. That's exactly
3: what it is. We we make it's across the ditch. I know. You know, managing workloads and energy levels—they're all, you know—they're all measured in these days, and it's all through saliva. And, and you know, they come up with a reading, and then they say this player's not at his is is um, best at the moment from a uh, competitive and energy point of view. Um, just to make it simple, the way to explain it. Uh, but what we invariably do is we'd rather miss tra- players miss training for a couple of days than miss games. Now, Justin Harrison, the the Rugby Union Players Association, who we'll hear from in m- a yeah, moment. I yeah. asked I asked him the question: Why is Super Rugby sitting Wallaby players out of games? Why? I t- to rest them because their workload is is going to be too high leading into a World Cup. They play about eight games. So that's the question. Yeah, Let them have the first three days of the week off training, but don't let them miss games because that's why the fans watch them play. So you'd rather them miss training than miss games. But on the flip side of that, it's you, – you, you also invariably what you do hours
2: is – over six weeks. You build a softer athlete. Yeah. A five w- rounds, they're flying for 30 hours. You live in another country. That's what happens. Mm, you sign up for it. I tell you what, I tell you what. The Queensland teams aren't suffering this. What about the Broncos? They don't leave Queensland till well, round twelve. Well, they get twenty out of the twenty-six weeks in Queensland. Don't don't the Cowboys too? Something like that. It's yeah, something but ridiculous. the Broncos have
3: a got. I mean, admittedly, they've got a fly to
2: Townsville, which is oh, it's lo- an no, hour and a
3: half. But that's longer than flying to Sydney. So even though they're staying in Queensland. Um, they've still got to fly to town They've well.
2: also got to travel down the M1 in that traffic. To the Gold Coast. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's at least a four-day exactly. night. Exactly. Four-night stay. But they've got a dream run. They've got the rails run, the Broncos.
3: Oh. If the Broncos don't finish in the top four this year, there needs to be, question, there
2: needs to be an investigation. <laughs> oh, mate, don't put the mocker on them. Uh, this is sad. One of the friends of the show, Toby Rudolph, will miss up to three months of footy with a foot injury. Yeah. Scans revealed uh, Rudolph... Uh, had subsequent damage to his MTP joint. He said, "What's your MTP? Is that where I get gout? That 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 is that the joint? It's the well. It's, it's is that the big one? The one it, that I got hairs hanging out of? It's the at the base of the big toe. So where your toe bends? Yeah, that's that's yeah. where I get my gout, and yeah. I've got hairs sticking out of that. Little, that's it. Yeah, that one. Yeah, you got it, hairs coming in out of yours? No, no. Oh, you'd be smooth, <laughs> wouldn't you? You do you shave though, don't you? Your legs? No, I. seriously have a look at mine I look like a yeti I've got no I reckon I've been I reckon my parents exposed me to radiation (laughs) I reckon my bed was too close to the microwave because I've got zero hairs on my leg (laughs) on my legs (laughs) I've got two (laughs) some of us got three but um, in saying that yeah it's the ball and socket joint at the base
3: of the big toe the bit that bends and that's where a lot of people get really bad arthritis as well so Yeah. yeah look forward to that Toby
2: um and finally, before we go, Liv, the players are back for the Masters. I can't wait for the Masters this year. This has added another level mm. of excitement. I mean, what a great way to spend Easter, just watching the Masters. I know. Um, but uh, Liv, boss, and he loves, he loves cause and trouble, Greg Norman. He's claimed that players from the Revel-backed uh, Live tournament, if one of their players wins the Masters, uh, they're going to storm the 18th green and – Rory McIlroy believes that's just going to put more pressure on them. Geez, they're really trying to find some... Rory... I think...
3: No, be... I, think, I think if that was to happen, I think that would be ridiculous. I think it would be great. I think it would be corny. It would be great. And I think it would be disrespectful to one of the great events in the sport that's made them very wealthy. Um, and I think it would be disappointing.
2: Why? Why can't you celebrate a mate's win? No, because it's not... And then it's stick not, your finger up at the camera. It's not
3: competition against competition.
2: It's it like, is. It's like in 1998 when the
3: Broncos were a Super League club, played against the Bulldogs, who are another Super League club. All the other Super League clubs didn't turn up to go, sucked in your ARL clubs from 1997. None of you made the grand final. Let's all run on and pro- provide support for the Broncos. That didn't happen
2: then, and it shouldn't happen here. It won't happen. It's just media making it up. It's Greg Norman being a wanker. No, That's it's it Rory McIlroy being a wanker too. They're both wankers. Come on, let's Rory be Rory McIlroy is not a wanker. Oh, he's such a wanker. He's not. He's a rich wanker. Am I allowed to say that? There's no... Irishmen aren't wankers. I have not seen him have one sip of Jamison yet. <laughs> the, if he has Jamison for breakfast... Well, I've never, never seen Greg
3: Norman, a Mount Isa boy, have a forex. <laughs>
2: Yeah, good point. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I don't care whether they leave or it's just great to see the best players back together. Okay,
3: if you had to put, if I gave you twenty dollars now and you had to go put a bet on a player, who's your man? Mine's Justin Thomas. hasn't had a great run in, but I think he's good in
2: the big events. What about you, Scheffler? He's he's second favorite, isn't he? 8-1 Eight to one or nine to one at the moment. One Brooks of our list- Koepka, I I wouldn't mind. He's got too many noises in his head. But mate, he just won the live tournament on the weekend, so yeah. he's coming in with some. Doesn't form. mean anything. Okay, well I didn't realise you're a professional Doesn't golfer. Ma- live, Listen, the live mate, tournament is just a. It's like a carnival comp at the moment. My last competitive game, I scored 121. So don't, <laughs> right? Don't don't dismiss my ideas. One of our listeners last night has had 50 on Colin Morikawa. Uh, Moricarra's been. I think it's about...
3: about $12 or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah good stuff. Winner Triton Ute with Blundstone and totally workwear. Justin Harrison joins us next on Sports Day. day.
1: The award winning seven seat Kia Sorento Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. it's Justin harrison's moment that was incredible and now the lions will have to do it but they'll do it from the australian 22. He
3: only... yeah you got the totai kefu trying the bledders low. you got maddie rogers trying the 2002 bledders low. but i was talking about you on the on-air and off-air i've got to say i gave me goosebumps just listening to the crowd there and now our guest is a former Wallaby, and that was the 2001 British Tour to Australia against the British Lions, and Justin Harrison took a much-needed steal out of the line-out mm. to win the game for the Australians. And <laughs> he's, he's been taken, living off
5: it for the last he? 22 hey, years. And he joins us on Sports <laughs> Day. How
3: are you, Justin?
5: Well, There's nothing wrong with living off a fluke in something, mate. <laughs> One day you get something right. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. wrong with that.
3: Oh, yeah. Back in the days when you had to fight for a line-out. So you mm. must be happy as a, oh, as a traditionalist in in the rugby world that uh, that rugby's on the front pages of pretty much every national newspaper mm. since Eddie Jones got announced as coach.
5: <laughs> yeah, look, there's certainly a bit of burly in the water, isn't there? Um, Beaver Eddie Jones has come back and and you know he's he's a he's a parochial, passionate um, character of rugby. He's everything that Australia probably wants to see in their national coach: a hardworking, knowledgeable, um, you know, very, very, very um, loyal. Players, coach, you know, Matty Rogers, a bloke sitting across from me in the studio, they all will, will attest to that. He'll run a block line for a player anytime um, he needs to protect them, and, and he builds loyalty. He knows what he's talking about, you know. So look, it's a, it's an energising moment that the, the the capacity that we have to launch into the next 10 pole events, you know, starting with 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 French World Cup, uh, and, and even before that, you know, TRC and a blood is to try and to try and wrestle off. Uh, the Kiwis, you know, there's there's excitement in and in, in anticipation.
3: Goog. Uh, mate. Hang right. on a sec, wait a sec. Right. You call him Goog. Now
5: Justin can't. Hang on a minute. Can we find no. out why the nickname no. Goog? <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> let me preface it with you don't get to choose your nickname, right, <laughs> lad. Um, so I certainly didn't throw the hand up for it. But um look, when I first arrived on the scene as a as a um, six foot seven, 19 year old, ninety seven kilo praying mantis. Um, uh, I, I knew I, I had to sort of make myself known to a few people, so I was a little bit, a little bit presumptuous in, in, and a bit punchy, a bit of a, a bit of a bad egg. I was apparently, so they called me Googie the Bad Egg. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, right from when day one, when I arrived in Canberra back yeah. in nineteen ninety four. Nice. So. Mate, you you,
4: you, go. you you worked I mean you played under Beaver at the Brumbies. So Beaver is Eddie Jones. Eddie yeah, Jones, yeah. sorry. Um you know, obviously yeah, you know, yeah. we, we had him for, you know, five years at the Wallabies together. Yeah. Mate, what do you think he's gonna to bring to this squad that they're missing?
5: Um oh mate, there's a there's a multitude of things I think, but what he what he does do is provoke Excellence in people. He's very good at, at, at cutting away the clear and obvious distractions that are available to professional athletes. And when you're in the cauldron of sport, unpredictability mm. and all sorts of things that either drive you forward into a mistake or you get distracted and you, you show up on game day not prepared. He, he's very good at, you know, um, sitting you down, getting you to understand the one or two things, maybe three if you're as good as, you know, Matt Rogers back in the day, he'll give you three things that he wants you to be world class at uh, and and get rid of the get rid of the rest. And he'll know all about every player already, having yes. never met them really. He'll watch he'll watch tapes, he'll see how they warm up. He'll just find trigger points. And he's he's one of the very few people that I've come across that has the capacity to motivate, intimidate, congratulate and and, and be a good mate. Uh, all in the, the same room you know, yeah. with you. So it's a very, very good skill. Um, he's, he's fierce when he needs to be. He provokes reaction. Um, and and if, he, if you rise to the occasion and give him just some of the ingredients that he can see in you, um, then he'll be loyal to you for, for a long, long time. And that's, that's a really powerful attachment. And I think most coaches who are successful in regimes that have had lasting, lasting success when you speak to some of those players having come out of that experience they talk about the connection and what the coach did for them personally and the what's in it for me story and rarely talk about you know holding cups or 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 big big championship victories they talk about the connection with the coach and how they felt loyalty and honesty and we're provoked to be a better version of themselves. So that's what Eddie Jones does. Yeah, mate, that's really well
4: put. Tells you, 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 me you bang on. You yeah. bang on with it, mate. Yeah. He's, he's just picked his first 33-man squad to get together, mate. There's a, there's mm-hmm. a few notable omissions. Tate McDermott, James O'Connor. You know, a bit of a, a, yes. a, a mainstay of the squad for many years, mm. Um, mm. and and six debutants. I mean, young Max Jorgensen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've mm. been struggling against the New Zealand sides. Is this, a, is this a changing of the guard? Are we trying to get some fresh blood into this squad? Obviously, you know, the Joseph Souley signing is big for mm. rugby, but it's not it's not happening for, you know, 18 more months. Um, yeah, what is, right. What's yeah. he trying to do here with this squad, Gug?
5: Oh, a couple of things, right? I think he's, he's putting some people on notice that mediocrity is not acceptable. Some people who have developed... Um, regimes where they're they're, they're sort of um, not provoking excellence in them every time they take the field and every environment they're in, whether they're down by forty or up by forty, they're the same person that's remaining in the fight. Yep. I think that he's also got an eye on. Um, uh, you know, we also know that this is not the final squad, right? This is going to be some sliding changes yep. here and some Tetris happening, um, you know, through injury or whatever. But but um, I think that he's rewarding. He would have had conversations with every player. He would have told them already two or three things that he wants to see them um, doing on the dirt, putting on the field or hearing about in the change rooms or just watching the way they arrive at the game and carry themselves under pressure. He would have seen that in this squad already. And and the others that, that aren't in the squad will know exactly how far off and what they have to work on to to get there. But to your point, you know, changing of the guard, you know, every with every new regime, which Eddie Jones is now a new regime, comes change and, and change... You know, is welcomed and change either challenges you to provoke um, um, excellence, or you 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 accept and you continue to slide. So I think that there's some players there that would rightly think they sh- they were entitled to be in the squad, and they probably played and started in Super Rugby campaigns and felt that they were probably doing enough. Um, he's probably just giving them a gentle reminder that there needs to be some more from them. Um, and and will give them a chance to, to change his mind. You know, p- p- players can play themselves out of squads just as well as mm. playing them in. So,
3: yeah, uh, Justin Ashton, we could sit and talk uh, yeah, about the rugby union, which is a great insight as we head into a World Cup. And you're far too mm. smart for this yeah, for yeah. this show, I know that. So uh,
5: we <laughs> oh, no.
3: we thank you for taking your time Thanks, out buddy. to um to to explain. What is an exciting right. time for rugby at the moment? Yeah,
5: yeah it is. Good luck. So anytime, mate. anytime. It's great to be talking rugby to you and, uh, and well done for your show. Thanks very much. Good Cheers, stuff. Mate.
3: Justin Harrison, former Wallaby and CEO of the Rugby Units Players Association. The
1: award winning seven seat Kia Sorrento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day.
0: Yes! Yes!
2: Yes! Ugh, yuck. Uh, That was my reaction today when I walked into the studio and saw a chocolate bunny sitting on the desk for me.
3: Okay, like it or lump it mm-hmm. that a Cadbury Dairy Milk Easter Bunny mm-hmm. is
2: waiting for you at your desk. Oh, I love it. Mm. Not not like it. I like, love it. Yeah. Thank you work the, yep. the boss shouted at the stage. Now my
3: wife devours a yep. chocolate yep. bunny in the space of 5 minutes. Yeah. Starts at the ears. Yeah. Then eats the base and then the middle. Doesn't eat down the the rabbit. Eats the ears first, then the thick
2: base. Yeah, the the thick base is the best part. And
3: then leaves the middle and then sorry eats the middle after that.
2: It's the guts last. Mm. So she goes, ears our stomach. Is that what she does? Correct. Wow. <laughs> like it or, li- or lump it, Michael Maguire reappointed as Kiwis coach for 2025 World Cup.
3: Like it. Right? Yeah, like it a lot. Uh, Michael Maguire's done some really good things with the New Zealand side. Um, beaten the Australians uh, as well th- throughout his journey. Got beaten by Australia in the World Cup semi final. I think it was 16 12, 16 10, very close. Um, and what he does with the, the young Kiwi players. They love him. They love him in that short-form coaching. So I like it. I don't like it. I love it. Yeah, okay. good. Um good. Like it or lump it, four-year, $4.4 million deal offered to Jack Whiten from Canberra.
2: How old is he? About 26? 30. Oh, is he that old? Oh, yep. yeah, he will. That's mm. right. Yeah. Uh... I don't – I don't – Lump it's too harsh. Mm. But four year no, Lump it, I don't like it. Don't like it? I think it's too long. I think it's a lot of money to pay someone who will be still running around at the age of 34. I I reckon three year, Mm. for say 3.3. So we're looking at 1.1 million a year. I reckon that, I'd love that. I think it's a risk for Canberra to offer that much money to Jack Whiten.
3: Yeah, it is a risk. You're you're exactly right, Woogie. Um, But it's probably one they had to make. They've got to table him an offer that he, it's too good to refuse. And if he knocks it back, well, at least they know they've, they've put aside that $1.1 million to then go and get a, a, another player, a player yeah. of, of his caliber or equal or, or even greater. I don't know. To be honest, I haven't had a look at who's on the market that's in that, that's in that position. But at least it, it gives them a bit of an idea. They, they're trying to call his bluff, and they hope he stays. Sats,
2: what, what part? I know you're built different. And I, I don't know Jack White. I hardly know Jack Watton, Right, but he seems like a reasonable person. Lovely he's, guy. A he's really had, he's good guy. Had his issues yep. off the field. He's and matured. He's, he's matured. That's right. But does he owe Canberra a little bit as well? Like, is there a bit like, hey, Ricky's really stood by me. I remember having. I remember having a chat with Ricky once mm-hmm. when I was working down in Canberra, and he said to me, Jace, watch it. This bloke's going to play Origin." This was seven years ago. Six years ago. And he's right, he's stuck by him. He's yeah. been like his prodigal, prodig, is it prodigal son. Prodigal son, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's put a lot into Jack Whiten. Mm. Does Jack Whiten have to pay a bit of that back to the Raiders and Ricky? Yes and no, but,
3: you know, because these decisions are really a business decision. You know, he could have not signed with Canberra the last time he re-signed. Yeah, when right. When people okay. said, listen, yeah. you owe Canberra. Yeah. Well, he probably has. He has probably paid a little, most of that back by re-signing with Canberra. Um and well, they're probably square now. Yeah, okay. Very but cool. Ricky and, and Jack are close. They're really close. But oh, you can't fault him for what he's done, his manager. Just go out there and see what's out there. Sometimes you've got to be careful what you wish for. When you're not playing great rugby league like Canberra are and Jack, yep. you go to the open market thinking, well, I'm just it's going to be a million upwards, mm. and clubs start coming back and going, no, we think you're worth 800. Yeah. And you go, hang on a sec. Then Canberra come over the top and say, well, we're going to offer you 1.1. That's how much we love you.
2: Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah.
3: and people keep saying, "Oh, he wants to win a premiership." You know what? I I hate it when I hear players say, "Oh, I want to win a." a That's his manager. I want to win, I want to win a premiership. That's well,
2: be manager. the player that stays at Canberra and helps them win and helps them win a yeah. premiership. Yeah. That's his manager saying that. <laughs> Rightio, if you've got one for us, a like it or lump it. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Last blast on the way. Next on Sports Day.
1: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. It's time for The Last Blast on Sports Day. I want to talk about something serious
2: uh, in The Last Blast tonight, Sats. Uh, You can now smoke weed and play in the NBA. Now, I'm not talking about the kids who played on their PlayStation Mm -hmm. or Xbox.
3: I'm glad you clarified that because I could just imagine... Kids sitting at home on their Xbox. Yeah, pizza (laughs) boxes everywhere.
2: Nah, meatloaf.
3: Slushies.
1: (laughs) Hey, mom, the meatloaf. We want it
2: now. Uh...
1: Ma, the meatloaf.
2: Mate, they're allowed to consume it um, as part of the league's new collective bargaining agreement. How good is this? mm. Is it because they don't class it as a performance-enhancing drug? It would be a drug that would... Would, would would actually affect your performance, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you don't, when you're halfway through the game or there's 10 seconds to go, you need a clutch shot. Yeah. And your key player who's going to take that
2: clutch shot... Is eating a pizza. <laughs> and just falls asleep. Just falls asleep. Why is <laughs> Sats drinking a chalky milk and eating a Chicago roll halfway through the second quarter? I don't know. He said he had the munchies. I'm just... <laughs>
3: Why just is he drink. eating a packet of Cheetos
2: on the beach? <laughs> why isn't he using a drink bottle and just drinking out of a dog bowl? And I there, don't get it. There's also been some complaints when the coaches
3: are, are looking at the players in the in the circle, you know, at the end of each yeah. timeout. And while he's looking at them, like all their eyes are just bloodshot. Like he's like, what's going on, guys?
2: So this is a weird one, isn't it? Well, I, yes and no. I'm looking forward to the next NBA draft because I have it on good authority. Yep. I've got I've got this before any NBA reporter that there's a couple of people put themselves up for the NBA draft. One of them, Snoop Dogg. Well, he's nominating himself yeah. for the draft. Okay, yeah, and uh, these blokes
0: talk, talk it up, man. Uh, 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 kind of grabs you by the booboo, don't
2: it? <laughs> yes, Cheech and Chong will be in the 2024 NBA draft. So, how good's that? That is actually some audio from a player
3: and manager <laughs> after a player's been, <laughs> been drafted. That's the team, mate. Yeah. 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 That's good oh, stuff. Oh, I can't believe that. It's brilliant, isn't it? This yeah. has to happen in rugby well, league. Well, as we know now, that cannabis can be used for medicinal purposes. That's right. <laughs> mm. That's right. So, no, it can be. I'm not laughing at that. No, yet, that's though. what I say. So when the, when the doctor comes around or the physio after the game and says, Jason, injury? And you go, yeah, I've twisted my ankle. He goes, yeah. here's a bong. That's a bong. Just, Can you just light this cheese and Chong up? Here's Mr. Juicy Bottle and some hose. <laughs> no, no so, so sorry. We haven't got any hose, but we're just gonna go next door and just cut some off the next door neighbours. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But
2: don't do that, kids. Yep. Please don't. We're only joking. Uncle Sats and Jace are only mucking around. Oh, I've done my hemi. <laughs> I need something. Anyway, that doesn't help with hamstring injuries either. No. Listen, we've got to go. Uh, it's been a very good show tonight. Sats, nice to be back. Uh, Thursday night footy to my I can't wait for this. Roosters and, and storm. I oh, know. Brand- Storm were outstanding against our bunnies last week. Brandon Smith's first game against oh. the Storm. Well, not they had a trial match, Yeah. but for points, mm. first game. Heading back to Melbourne to play this game too. I do know what sort of a welcome he's going to get down there. Oh, you know what? He'll, he'll play public enemy number one. Yeah, yeah. But,
3: you know, he's he's really well respected. The other yeah. players love him from Melbourne and he'll play up to it
2: yeah. as well. We'll review that game tomorrow night. Have yourself a good one. See Catch you then. Good day!